So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. Hello there. Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. And this is a Star Wars podcast. Bro, how's it going? Good. I'm good. Week two of The Clone Wars Season 7. It is here. I am so happy. Yeah. I am. It is nice to have some new Clone Wars in our lives again. It's well, so nice. I say again, it was all new Clone Wars to me just a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. For you, you basically just finished, and then the next week you had. <laughs> I had literally there was no waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. So you, I don't you, want to hear it from you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm not complaining whatsoever. So guys, like we said, we're gonna dive into episode two of season seven of the Clone Wars, and it is called. A distant echo. I was pointing, <laughs> I was pointing at Ben through Skype, but I was pointing at my screen instead of the camera, so Ben couldn't tell I was pointing. At it. <laughs> I thought you were trying to read it at first. I was like, "Oh, he's pointing at me!" <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is off to a great start. <laughs> okay, so oh, first of all, let's start here. Um, ben, mm-hmm. would you please? read the clone wars version of the opening crawl (laughs) oh boy so and you want me to do a voice i want you to do the voice i just want to try this (laughs) okay i could try i am and i have something uh, that i'm gonna try too i'm no tom kane but this might be fun all right conspiracy after repeated setbacks on the planet Anaxes, an elite clone squad is deployed to investigate the separatist, separatist, separatist tactical advantage. This special unit, called the Bad Batch, infiltrates Admiral Trench's cyber center to steal a strategic algorithm capable of predicting the Republic's every move. What our heroes found was a live signal coming from the ARC trooper known as Echo, a clone clone long believed to be dead. (laughs) That was terrible. The voice ended up just being me panicking, trying not to mispronounce words. And... (laughs) I don't know what I can't really. What? Your music was great, though. Oh, thanks, man. I, you know, I'm no Kevin Kiner, but. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're welcome, everybody. So um, I did want to mention this week's episode is called um, A Distant Echo, and it is written by Brent Friedman, Matt Miknovitz. We're going to get that name right one day. Miknovitz and Dave Filoni. And it is directed by Stuart Lee. Stuart, not Stuart. That's interesting. Stuart. Um, we're trying to give all the credit to to uh, everybody involved on, on this show. I like that, that thing. Ben mentioned it last week for us to do that, and I really like that idea. So we're going to start doing that. Also, this is a um, – this director, just, just I thought this was going to be interesting for you, Michael – this is the same director um, that directed the episode of Rebels that you watched recently, Trials of the Darksaber. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 
Yeah, he's directed a lot of episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels and well, Resistance, actually. Well, so. spoiler alert, I like one of these things that you mentioned more than I like the other. <laughs> so let's dive in. <laughs> All right. Okay, so initial thoughts of the episode. Um, I guess I'll go first since I kind of hinted. I mm-hmm. liked this episode. I did not love this episode. Um I felt that this episode was a bit disjointed feeling in certain ways. There was some pacing issues that I had um, and some tonal issues that I had. I, I just felt like last week, The Bad Batch, I felt from beginning to end that episode was it was just a straight line. And, you know, it was a pretty simple story and all that stuff, but it was just tonally it was just it knew what it was from beginning to end and it was that the whole time and um you know and i'm good with tone shifts as long as they're not jarring but i just felt like some of it was uh, in particular so you know the at the beginning of the episode it starts off with well i actually i can't remember what happens at the very beginning but near the beginning um that whole section where Rex is talking to Anakin and and Anakin's like, well, we actually need to take care of this one thing first. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) uh, Rex is like, I don't think we have time for that. And Anakin's like, oh yes, we have time. Or like something like it was like really awkward. And Hunter was like, all right, I'm going to let you guys work this out. (laughs) And the music for this whole part. And then while like Obi-Wan is asking Rex, uh, by the mm-hmm. way, Obi-Wan's first appearance in this season. season seven. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Obi-Wan is asking Rex, what, where's Anakin? Uh, what's he doing in there and all that stuff. The music for this part, I felt that it was just kind of like quirky music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there was something about the tone of all of this. It just felt like a little too far the other way, you know? And I, and mm. I'm all, I think that some of Clone Wars stuff is a little more goofy and I'm down for that stuff, but there was something about the tone of this story to me overall is a bit more intense. Um, and, and it's a little bit less, uh, I don't know, quirky and odd. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd felt, I felt that was a little weird right there. And so, from that point on, there was just some choices that they made that I was just like, this is good, and I like a lot of it a yeah. lot. But then there was other times where I was like, okay, that just pulled me out of the episode. It, it was just kind of odd, you know? Yeah, I get that. And <clears throat> I actually, I would share the same, um, I would share the same, like, feelings about the episode as a whole feeling slightly disjointed. It did feel like, I don't know if this is the case or not because I didn't really watch the animatics or whatever, like the unfinished version of this episode. But I do know that while I was watching it, there were just, there were times of like, whether it be moments of dialogue or something that it just kind of felt off rhythm. Yeah. Um, and it felt I copy and paste it a little, and I couldn't parts. really place exactly what it was, because like for me, I don't know if it was even necessarily tone stuff, because all of the humor and stuff like that in itself felt Clone Warsy. Mm-hmm. It just felt like how it was put together for some reason felt 
off. And yeah. so I don't know. I, I've, I've been trying to figure out what it is. And I just can't, honestly. Yeah. It's hard um, to put your finger on it. The, the, the humor and music in particular in that one part were yeah. just kind of weird yeah. um, th- to me. Um, now, I, now, I do want to say that part, I, do, um, I, I didn't notice the thing with the music. Um, I do think that uh, actually something I like about this part that I noticed more on second viewing, but I think it was simply because we didn't really get to see as much of this part of the story until a little bit later. But, um, a lot of this episode is about Rex, um, kind of like, it's almost like this episode is about seeing the impression that Anakin has had on Rex (laughs) in a way, you know, like, yes, obviously it's about them getting echo and all that stuff, but like for Rex's character, you see a different side of him and I think that on one hand it could be maybe a little jarring because you're like, I've never seen Rex interact this way with characters. But at the same time, you kind of have to think about how there has been some time since our since the last season of, of uh, I almost said Rebels, of Clone Wars. And, um, and we're seeing a side of Rex that has had a lot more time with Anakin. Mm-hmm. And Anakin is also getting closer and closer to um, turning the on the turn. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're kind of seeing how Anakin's lack of being able to follow rules and everything is starting. To, and his, you know, and Anakin said it himself. He's too emo. He gets too emotionally invested in uh, the, like he's too, he's getting, he's letting his emotions take over for him and stuff. And Padme is like, like, hmm, who who does that sound like, or whatever? Yeah, who did you get that from? <laughs> which, yeah. by the way, Padme was pregnant. Yep, she in was that definitely scene. pregnant. So which this is, is something taking we all place during Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yep, um, which is super interesting to me. Yeah, but, it is really interesting. Um, <laughs> so I think that um, I do think that like while at first it seems a little weird. Um, it actually makes sense that they would have this kind of different relationship at this point. Sure. Um, so I think that that is actually something that upon mm-hmm. second viewing made more sense. Uh, when I first watched it, I was like, Rex doesn't feel like he's Rex right now. Um, yeah. but I don't think I had a problem with Rex necessarily. And I don't think I had a problem with, Uh, I actually really enjoyed all the stuff with Rex and Anakin in this episode. I thought their dynamic was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I did feel like they were kind of off of each other. Like they were kind Mm -hmm. of, they weren't in sync with each other in this episode very much. And, but I felt like they were trying to be, and I thought that they're, I thought it showed a different side of their relationship than we usually see. And I liked that. So yeah. that was not a weakness for me at all. It was just, it was really a tonal thing. Yeah. Something about it, and it's hard to really put your finger on sometimes with tone. Um, mm-hmm. But it did. It just kind of felt weird. And then there was like an awkward pause. And, you know, like with when Obi-Wan and Rex were talking outside and Rex was like, uh. <laughs> it was uh. just a little weird. Uh, but that said, it's not like it was terrible. I didn't right. think anything about this episode was terrible. It was just not as perfect as the other one, as the first one, you know? Yeah. We started with a bang and then this one was a little, uh, it was just like a sophomore slump. Yeah. So I can see that. So that's my overall thoughts. Um, let's just go, 
with what we're doing, basically their mission at the beginning of the episode, they are leaving to go to Skeko, uh, what's it called? Skako Miner. Skako Miner. Is it Skako or Skako? I heard, um, I, whenever I hear... He has hear, an accent, so it's hard. <laughs> right. When I hear Rex say it, I've always heard Skako Miner. Yeah, so it's Skako, right? Ah. Skako. But it's an A. It's spelled with an A. Skako. Okay, like like Gordon Gecko. <laughs> okay, okay. Skacko. Let's just say Skako Skacko Minor. Uh, let's just say Skako Minor, yeah. and it is. Uh, they are going. Their mission now is to save Echo, um, because at least Rex believes that Echo is alive, um, yeah. and everyone else is pretty skeptical. Um, but I like that they are going. I like that they are going anyway. Yeah, and. Um, so we go to Skako Minor. Um, oh, before that, I did want to say I felt that it was very interesting that Obi Wan knew that he was that Anakin was talking to Padme. Yeah. So that was very interesting to me because you know, remember at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you got the sense that Obi Wan had known for quite some time. Yeah, like he wasn't surprised. No, he said that's – I don't remember the exact line, but basically something to the effect of it's Anakin. Anakin is the father, isn't he? And something yeah. like that. And so he's known for a while. And yeah. so it was just really interesting to see mm-hmm. um, to see Padme – or to see uh, Obi-Wan notice that. And, uh, yeah. and I, I just – I didn't expect that at all. That was really – that I was kind of the, a shot uh, out of the left field for me. I also like the the line though. He's like he's like, "Did you at least tell Pat?" He's like, "I hope you at least told Padme I said hello." And Anakin's just it like, was Rrr. yeah, yeah. I loved that. That was great. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are leaving to go to Skako Minor, mm-hmm. and uh, first of all, this planet is super cool. Um, yeah. Again, gosh, Star Wars animated shows are doing such a cool job with these <laughs> with these planets man i yeah. mean every time we go to a new planet i'm just like how are they not running out of ideas <laughs> um yeah i it reminded me uh a little bit of geonosis mm-hmm. um the the look of it is a little geonosis like but with maybe some more like actual rock and mountains instead of a bunch of like dirt mounds you know it was a little right. less like an anthill a little more like Mm-hmm. mountainy and and rocky but it had like there was like sandstorms going on and like really interesting place and uh I, I just thought what did you think did you have any initial thoughts of the planet of the world um yeah i thought that it was really cool um i thought that honestly i think of the thing that stuck out to me most isn't as much a thing of the planet but more so the um the techno union um, stuff that we saw because this time it wasn't that they were fighting um, it wasn't necessarily that they were fighting separatists they were fighting the techno union um, droids can you, can you give a little clarity to that what what is the techno union it sounds like a really great band it does um, <laughs> that I might a, start now that I <laughs> might start it's remixes of um, Kevin Kinder's music done completely with your mouth. <laughs> well, you did hear you did hear my first single <laughs> already. So, 
No, um, honestly, I don't know that much about the Techno Union. All I know is that um, <laughs> that guy that we saw in the episode. Oh man, what's his name? Um, the oh. guy with the big metal thing over his mouth. Um, I don't know his name, but oh wait, yes, I do. Watt Tambor, 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 Watt Tambor, Tambor. Um, the only thing that I see is Emperor Zerg. <laughs> he sounds like Zerg. That's that's he very, sounds very... and looks like Zerg. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I know that he. Um, We've seen him before, but basically the Techno Union is, in the sense, uh, they're kind of along the same lines as, like, the the Trade Federation, um, where they're not separatists, but they're they're in cahoots with the separatists. Like, they say that they, they maintain neutrality. They pr- The Techno Union, from what I understand, maintain neutrality a little more than the Trade Federation, but obviously not fully, because they've been... They have the techno union has had Echo in possession or whatever, and using him to send data right. to the separatists. So, um, but yeah, so that was why, like, I had because I had to kind of uh, figure out. I was like, why do these droids look different? We've never seen these droids before, and I was like, they're techno union droids, not separatist droids. Mm. So that was why they looked weird but i thought they were cool um they you could tell that they kind of help supply the separatists or that maybe these are a different model of droids that they were maybe looking to supply the separatists with um but obviously the the whole (laughs) clone wars is about to end so i mean they probably didn't get a chance to really get them out there um so but that was the thing that caught my eye first with the planet but i mean i would agree with you in the sense that like Every time we see a new planet, it's just like, how do they do this? You know, it's like, how do you make something that feels fresh, but is still very much Star Wars? You know, it's, it's really cool, man. I love it. And I would agree with you that it does give me a little bit of those Geonosis vibes. Yeah. Just a little, uh, but I I do love that. So the part where Anakin gets captured, I want to talk about. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, almost as soon as they land um, on this planet, Anakin gets like he gets. I can't remember. It. Does he get picked up by one of those creatures? Um. Oh, it's called yes. a it's called a Kiridak, I think is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. So he gets captured by one of those flying reptiles, is what they refer to them as in the show. <laughs> yeah. And um, which is being driven by one of the locals. Um. Poltec, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think and, so. and so, uh, yeah, so he gets, he, Anakin is picked up by this flying reptile and, um, you know, with normal clones, that'd be like, oh man, I wonder, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to try to track this thing. But yeah. with these clones, <laughs> um, so crosshair, uh, man, crosshair gets this grappling hook gun launcher thing mm-hmm. and shoots it at the at the creature and it hooks onto it and he hands it to Hunter and Hunter rides this thing all the way to where this their civilization is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I did have a I had kind of an interesting thought about this particular sequence. First of all, it's really cool. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. The the way that they're able to do like camera shot 
you know, whatever type mm-hmm. things in this show. It's really, really, they've really stepped it up. Just the, yeah. uh, the way that it all looks and uh, the camera angles and stuff that they choose to go with, uh, however they do that. Um, I just think it looks really, it looks so cool. Um, so I noticed that this particular sequence, I don't know if you remember back when we reviewed the, um, the gunslinger episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Chapter, chapter five, the one that I didn't like. That's what it's called. The one that Michael didn't like. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if you remember when I recorded that speeder sequence, that speeder Mm -hmm. bike sequence. And it was like, they spent like over a full minute. (laughs) Yeah. Like just like showing nothing happening except for them riding on the speeders. And it looked great and it was cool, but they literally just did that for like over a minute or almost a minute. Um, and it was just like, it, it felt to me like, uh, look at what we can do. <laughs> like it, it just yeah. looked to me like we didn't have enough story to fill this part. So we're going to add some more space with the speeder bike. That's what it felt like to me anyway. Um, but huh. again, it looked really cool. And, um, I wanted to say about this, it reminded me of that, but it works here. Yeah. Um, because remember who, who directed that episode? Dave yeah. Filoni. Dave Filoni, the one thing that I've said is he, there's something about his episodes and pacing when it's live action. Yeah. But whenever he does animated stuff, and obviously he didn't direct this episode, but he's He's the guy. Everything yeah. goes through Dave. Um, whenever this, whenever he does Clone Wars stuff, it works. Animation is different than live action. Um, yeah. Pacing wise, you can do things in animation and get away with them that you can't really do in live action. It just doesn't work. And so for me, while that speeder bike sequence where they went forever, um, it didn't really work for me there. It were you know this they maybe not full minute here but they spent a good while just showing like we're just riding this thing <laughs> like um, yeah they spent a good bit of time on it and it, it worked for me it didn't bother me for a single second I thought about the sequence from episode five of the Mandalorian I thought about how similar it was but I thought about hmm it works here but it doesn't work there for me it because I do think there's something about Taking longer on shots like this in animation is just different for some reason. It just kind of mm-hmm. works better. And so that's just a little observation I had. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I I didn't notice that at all. Um, but then again, I didn't notice it in Mandalorian uh, mm-hmm. when it happened. So um, so maybe this kind of stuff just doesn't really bother me. <laughs> um, but Again, this didn't <clears throat> bother me in this at all. Right, I know. But I mean, like, it didn't yeah. even stand out to me as a thing. Like... Yeah. I was just watching the episode and it kind of happened, you know? Um, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I, I, the creature, uh, what's it called? Teradek or something like that? Uh, Karadek. Yeah. Karadek. Yeah. Karadek. Yeah. Karadek. Karadek. I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> no, um, they're really, really cool, man. Um, I think that it, I like getting to see different dragons. <laughs> basically um but i thought that um something that was really great here was just like it was a great crosshair moment um i thought that his whole thing where he was just like 
going I for got a ride this. or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, going for yeah. a ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, that was Hunter, though. Oh, Didn't Hunter, Hunter say it? Because Crosshair handed the gun over to Hunter. That's right. And yeah. Hunter said that. And to yeah. me, that's more of a Hunter thing to say. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's a... Go for, <laughs> go go for, for a ride. ride. Yeah! Oh, Wrecker. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's go Wrecker. ahead and talk about that for a second. Okay, yeah, so... Okay, Wrecker. Ben, yeah, um, share your thoughts on Wrecker for us. Man, I love... Um, I love D. Bradley Baker. I love the Bad Batch, and I like Wrecker. Gotta say, I'm I'm a pretty easy guy to please, and I'm not super critical, especially of animated um animated characters in animated shows. Like, and I don't even necessarily mean that in the fact that they are actually animated. I mean that more in like personality wise. Right. Like right. whenever characters are over the top. In an animated show, it does not bother me usually. It it was noticeable in this episode, <laughs> especially it re- since really and was, it wasn't man. even not just in his dialogue. Um, now I, I will say, I still had a blast with him. I thought he was funny. Same, but I was mostly laughing at the fact that it's so over the top. <laughs> And, uh, like, whenever, you know, obviously there's the whole, like, this is a stealth mission, so we need to go in quiet and stuff. And then he just, like, goes in screaming, and which was funny. I thought that worked pretty well. That I one thought, did like, work. Of, of the moments where he was over the top in this episode, I thought that moment worked pretty well. Because he um, was over the top in episode one. Yeah. It's part of his character to be a little it, over the it, top. I even said, I think he's cheesy, but it works <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think when it starts to fall apart for me, in particular, there's one scene. It's not even him talking or yelling. It's that he's like... We have the same moment. He's like lifting weights or something um, with He's one lifting hand. one of those droids that that's right. looks like a trash can. I don't know that's what right. it's he's called. He's lifting a gonk droid over there his... That's gonk what it droid. is. Sorry, thank you. He's lifting a gonk droid over his head with one hand. And with the other hand, he's chewing, he's eating a chicken leg. And it, it's... Or some kind of leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some kind of leg. But it looks like a chicken leg. Like, and it's not even like it looks like a chicken leg that's been, like, meticulously designed. It looks like they, like, took a, a took an asset offline and just, like, made it 3D and stuck it into the, the show. Like, it looks <laughs> like a very cartoon chicken leg and he's just like doing that and eating this and then they say something and he goes oh yeah and then like takes a bite of it and like it's so yeah i actually have i actually have to to kind of paint the picture of this moment i actually have it written out what happens because i really wanted to talk in depth about this i appreciate that (laughs) yeah okay so basically what's what's great about this is it honestly I only noticed this the second time around. It it did not connect with me the first time. And I got to be honest, dude, when I saw... So basically, Wrecker is doing what you just said. He's doing that in the background of what is actually happening. And oh. <laughs> yeah, so he's like standing behind Rex and Rex is asking Hunter. Um, he's like, so who do you guys report to? And, and when he's asking that oh. question... <laughs> 
Wrecker is standing behind him. He's lifting this gonk droid above his head and he's eating this. And he's, so he's basically just looks like the most cartoonish jock you could ever imagine times 50. Just, just going all like, I don't know, just full. He's just, he's just going all out in that direction. And so first of all, I didn't notice that the first time I watched it. Second time I noticed it. (laughs) And I just thought I actually laughed really hard. I thought that was so funny because it, yeah. it is it is ridiculous and it is stupid. But man, it really got me that that second time I watched it and I saw that I was like, what, what is he doing? <laughs> and then it kind of fell off the rails when so Rex says, so who do you guys report to? And Hunter says, hmm, good question. Can't say I've got an answer. And Wrecker goes, yeah, <laughs> while he's doing this stuff. As if he's at a Creed concert. Yeah, and- <laughs> it, that is one of the moments to me it felt like, first of all, that's way out of left field. Why are you talking like that right now? Second of all, what are you doing? Third of yeah. all, third of all, it felt like it was copy and pasted. That line felt like, wait, why did he yell that just then? Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't I don't have a huge problem with Wrecker or anything. I don't either. I Overall, don't. It's, I, yeah. I actually kind of liked the stuff about him being afraid of heights and stuff. I did too. Yeah. Um, that was pretty fun. But it, he even had, this, <laughs> what was the line? He was like, uh, oh, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of oh, heights. Oh, he's like, I'm not scared of heights. I have a problem I'm, with gravity. I just, when, when I'm when high, I'm I just have a problem with gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah so, like okay yeah i do want to say like i it was a little much for me in this episode i yeah. still like wrecker and i oh, still yeah. think that he's funny and like even the moments that were over the top for me in this episode were funny mm-hmm. i think that for like <laughs> the reason i'm bringing this up is just like i don't know like where he can go from here that's my fear <laughs> yeah. is like i <laughs> i worry about trajectory of a character i know we have at least one or two more episodes with the bad batch so like i just i worry about his trajectory if (laughs) if it keeps going in this direction i don't know yeah where it's gonna go well here's the thing i don't think that they i don't think that they have a long game plan with wrecker like you know there's two more episodes in this arc we know that already yeah um and so, you know, I think there will be two more episodes where Wrecker is ridiculous, and I think we're going to have fun with him. I yeah. just think they crossed some lines in this one that were ju- that was just, like, not a natural thing. Lines Whereas, that don't ruin the show or ruin the episode, just simply, like, okay. Like, yeah. that's what you do after it happens. You just go, like, you laugh, you have fun, then you go, okay. Like, where, Whereas <laughs> last week, when he, like, pulls Cody out of the wreckage... And then he's like, boom, carrying on his back. And he's like, boom. And then the thing explodes. To me, that was like, okay. You're awesome. I love you. (laughs) You are ridiculous and I love you. This was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just randomly screaming like, yeah, and stuff was just a little little bit much. Yeah, and then when they they finally took out all of those, uh, when they finally took out all the droids uh, in the tower at the top, yeah. And he just and uh, they're like, OK, let's go. Let's I can't remember the exact line, but they were basically like, all right, let's go through here and we'll 
I, we'll find some more people to yeah. find some more droids to kill. I don't remember the exact line, but he was like, finally. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like, I was like, okay, just take it down just a notch, man. Just like, I don't know. It was just a little much. There were a few yeah. points where I just noticed, but here's what I, I think that the reason, I think the reason it annoys me, honestly, it's not the fact that he's over the top. He's wrecker. His name is wrecker. He's supposed to be over the top. Exactly. But, I think what bugs me is that it's like they're it's like what you said. It's a little copy and paste. They're using a lot of the same like moments of just being like, Yeah and oh yeah and like yeah. He's, at this point he's almost just the Kool-Aid man with a better character design. And I would rather them write more lines kinda like the boom, you know, where he's yeah, just like yeah. like it's just like a really fun, cool thing that he says that's maybe over the top or cheesy. But, like, be just a little more creative mm-hmm. with it, you know? Um, I don't know. I just feel like they could do some more stuff with that. And that's probably why it bugs me more than anything, is that it feels yeah. a little lazy. And I feel like he deserves better than that. Yeah. So we, in, in you know, in closing for that, we like Wrecker. But just write him a little better, guys. Just a little. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the dynamic between the clones in this episode? I found it quite interesting, and it was... It was uh, it was pretty different even than last week. I thought. Yeah, I think that the dynamic between the clones in this episode is pretty cool. Um, I think seeing Rex kind of alone with the Bad Batch um, was really interesting. Um, they had a moment where they um, they had a moment where like they kind of brought up the whole difference between Regs and us thing mm-hmm. again. Um, but it didn't last long, just like the last episode, where like this this kind of conflict came up, but it was pretty quickly like, okay, hold on, hold on, back on mission. Um, once I again, think- r- once again, a reg jumps at Crosshair. Once again, uh, <laughs> Wrecker lifts up Rex by the throat. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> they copy and pasted that too. <laughs> yeah, and then Hunter's like, hold on, guys, come on. Yeah. Um, this is Anakin this time. Yeah, that's right. No, oh, you're yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How does this happen? We're smarter than this. Um, <laughs> Obi Wan comes out of nowhere. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but I thought that the the whole dynamic between them was really cool, and I think it's really great to see um, the Bad Batch care about finding Echo as well. Like, I don't know. I think it's really cool that even though they don't know, Re- uh, they don't know Echo, um, and they don't know like why he's so valuable necessarily or anything like that, that they're still willing to do it. And, um, and I think that seeing them also play off of each other is really cool. Like seeing them all fight together and everything is just always really fun. Um, we got another scene with no music. Um, I have it in my notes. Yeah. It was another fight scene with no music, and it was really cool. I mean, it was mostly Wrecker, but, um, but like, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really funny moment, though, whenever, like, they, they clear out that big old room of droids, mm-hmm. and there's no music and stuff, and he goes, he's like, he's like, yeah, <gasps> like, <laughs> it reminds me of Owen Wilson in Shanghai <laughs> Nights or Noon, when, <laughs> yes to both. Um, so I liked that whole part. I thought that was fun. Um, I think that seeing Rex with tech, 
um, they keep kind of pairing these two together. Um, and I think that it, it, they're a cool pair as well because Tech is just oh, like yeah. the easy, he, he's kind of like a droid clone, you know? Uh, we kind of saw like the translation and all that um, with the yeah. natives. Um, which actually, I wanted to get your thoughts on that real quick. I'm sorry. What did you think of that part where they're talking to the natives and Tech was translating everything um, and all that? I thought it was fine. Um, I like the natives. They're kind of weird. Um, yeah. The voicing is really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in a bad way. Just weird. It's just weird. <laughs> um, yeah. I I guess the only thing that was weird for me in a bad way about it was I it was it was odd that like how much of a deli- like I don't know. It was just weird. Something about the way that they presented the way that he translated it didn't quite work for me. Like the way that they would speak and that the words that they spoke would be shown on his, like his Google glasses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then he would translate it back to them. You know, uh, that, that whole thing, it was just a little bit, I don't know. It felt like one of those times when you're trying to be overly techy about something and it just doesn't quite work. Um, kind of like in Parks and Rec <laughs> season seven, uh, when they have those like phones that are like projector phones or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? I actually, I never watched the last season. Oh so. my God. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Wow. So we got to watch that together. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was, it wasn't bad. It didn't bother me all that much, but I did feel it was a little weird. I liked the whole, there was this one little moment where the, uh, one of the natives, like the, I guess he was like the chief or whatever of that tribe was like, while, while tech was, um, translating, uh, the native like came up to tech, like what, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what is this thing? Like it was, that was cool because it was like, these are primitive beings. Yeah. So that really worked for me. Like, I liked that they're primitive and they're like, what is this concoction here? Like, what is, what is he doing? And how does he, how is he speaking my language right now? And, um, I thought that was pretty cool. And I did even also like, I feel like when they, when tech was speaking their language and translating mm-hmm. it to them, it sounded like someone was speaking in rev- someone was speaking something and then they just like reversed, reversed the vocal it. track. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. And it was really kind of a cool way to do that. Yeah. Instead of them just going bing bong, bing dong, ding. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Like kind I just re- thought it was pretty rehashing cool. Rehashing the Geonosis um, voices were like, yeah. Um, Sorry. That's, that was t- some terrible noises just then that I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so, I yeah, thought was, that part I worked fine. It was fine for me. Yeah. Oh, hello, pup. Maybe she's fine. Um, <laughs> maybe she's fine. I actually really enjoyed um, this whole part with tech. Um, I thought it was really cool to see, um, to see like I, I always enjoy seeing new technology in Star Wars. Um, sure. And the, and I didn't really think about it as something that didn't work. I I was. For me, it was like I understood what was going on. It made sense. I thought it was, yeah. Pretty, like I thought it was pretty well done personally. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was kind of neat to have like 
essentially have C-3PO, but it be a clone, you know? I really like that um, take. I, I didn't even really put that together. Um, he's kind yeah. of acting like C-3PO would act. Well, yeah. he's at least being utilized, like 3PO mm-hmm. would be utilized, but he's a but he's a clone instead. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I like that take. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't... Um, I, I want to be clear. It, it's not like I didn't like that at all. It was just yeah. like I couldn't I could take it or leave it how they decided to do that. Um, but j- there was just something about it. It was just it, just kind of like a few things in this episode. They were just a little off to me. They were just a little weird to me. But yeah, again, I liked I liked it and I like aspects of it more than others. Um, yeah, I liked the way that they portrayed the the natives there. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that was one of the coolest parts of that. Yeah. Um yeah, what what did you want to say though on the whole um kind of how the clones uh mesh together in this episode? Yeah, I pretty much I, I can I think you summed it up pretty well, but I just thought it was pretty the dynamic was interesting in this episode um because last episode, you know, they were all trying to get along. Um, and, and, you know, cause there were two different factions of clones and, um, you know, you have the regs and you have the, the bad batch. Mm-hmm. And so that episode was kind of about them getting along at all. This episode, there wasn't a whole lot that was like, I don't like you or anything like that. It was more like, um, it was more of the thing where they were questioning, Rex and whether or not he was too emotionally yeah. uh, invested into this, into this mission. Um, and if that they kind of felt like they were, he was letting his emotions get the better of him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Rex was just standing his ground. And I love that. That was really good. It was a really good Rex episode. Um, actually, I agree. Yeah, <clears throat> I really thought so. Rex was awesome in this episode, but um, yeah, I thought the, I thought the, the, the dynamic was different than the first episode because I felt like they all respect each other at this point, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to like, it's like a football team. <laughs> like, yeah, you're a, you're a team, but, uh, you're going to have some fights and you know what I mean? Like, or, I, I, I figure it probably happens in the military as well. Um, I can't yeah. speak from experience there, but just, you know, when you're, when you're doing this stuff with, you know, so much emotional, um, and physical, um, toll being taken on you, uh, you're gonna, there's gonna be some, excuse me, there's gonna be some fighting or, you know, just some lashing out and all that stuff. So, um, I think that probably the, 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 the seems to be the main culprit of all of the divisiveness is, uh, Crosshair actually. Yeah. He uh, seems to be the, the one that keeps saying the the whole like discriminating against the reg stuff. He seems to be the one that's kind of continuing that more than anyone else. Arrogant. Yeah, he's very arrogant. They're all arrogant, but he's the most arrogant and he is the one that's consistently referring to them as regs and yeah. in a bad way. Um and so I found that interesting um and um I do want to talk about you mentioned that scene with no music. Mm, yeah. So I love it. I love that they're doing that this season because I don't think that they've done that very much in the past. I, I usually mm-hmm. remember stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's kind of a new thing for Clone Wars. And um, 
what I have in my notes about that is you said earlier that this show just kind of drops you in and it's nonstop, right? That's what the Clone Wars has always been. It's It drops you in the action yeah. and then it doesn't really let up for the most part. And when it does let up, there's still music. This season so far has had multiple moments where the music just drops completely out and it's allowed to breathe. Yeah. And I think that is really refreshing. It's definitely one of the positive things about this episode for me. I, I, uh, I loved, I loved that. Just the whole, the whole thing of letting, first of all, Star Wars always has amazing sound effects. So letting the sound effects kind of like you're, you really have trust in your audio or your sound engineer Mm -hmm. uh, guy that you actually like trust them to have no music covering up anything. You are just, it's just the sounds of droids. <laughs> when Wrecker threw the droids over, there was one that was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but it cracked me up. Uh, I loved it. That's but, amazing. Uh, but yeah, that was all, it was all quiet there. And it was like, there was just, there is this realism that it kind of grounds it. Yeah. And I think for this arc in particular, it's really important to have that because this is kind of, you know, this is all about the clones. These are not Jedi. These are not space wizards that we're dealing with right now, except for Mm -hmm. Anakin, who is in this some, but he's not the focus of this arc, right? Yeah. Um, I think that the more you can, the more moments that you can have to ground stuff like this, Mm -hmm. I think that is really important. And I think that, those moments, the way that they're choosing to take breaths, let it breathe and let just what the clones are doing be the fo- be the focal point of this and then bring in the music again in a second. I think that's so cool. And I'm yeah. really, really happy that they've started doing that. I agree. And I think it makes the animated show feel a little bit more cinematic, too. You know, it kind of gives it it gives it dynamics that we see in film a lot. Um, that we haven't mm-hmm. necessarily gotten in Clone Wars because it's felt, you know, more like a show that's on, you know, Cartoon Network or whatever. Yeah. Um, but taking music out at parts makes it feel like the show takes itself seriously um, and that you should take it a little seriously as well. And yeah. um, I think that's it. I've, I've loved those moments a lot. Um, something else I saw that they did in this episode that they did in the last one too as far as action goes, was that there was another kind of long shot. And this one was really cool because... This one was sick, man. <laughs> I think it was like like Crosshairs did something where he like shot... I think it was Crosshairs where he like shot a droid and then like slid on the ground and the camera like followed him backwards with, on the slide while he's like shooting other droids. And then like it goes to other characters doing more things. And it was just like fun and cool and like i was just watching it like how do they think of this stuff man like can you imagine like having to plan out out, these fight scenes and thinking okay so we'll move the camera this way and then when we look this way this character's gonna be doing like it's just it's got to be so fun you know i loved that I, i have in my notes that last fight scene is an avengers scene again it, yeah, it, it really is like if you could just insert do, 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 I 
it would work. <laughs> it, and I love, I think that w- the way that they're doing this, it really does seem like this is the Bad Batch series. Like, yeah. this is the Bad Batch, I, I would say trilogy, but it's not. It's a quadrilogy. <laughs> Ooh. I think that it, it's so cool. It it really is. It's so cinematic. And when they do that long shot, and it really is like you, it's following each, you know, each person. And then it transitions seamlessly to the next person. Yeah. And then seamlessly to the next person. And this one ended with Anakin being awesome with the lightsaber. Did you yeah. notice that? This one ended, and ended yep. with Anakin. And it was just like, oh, man. This is even this might even be better than the Avengers moment last week. Um it, because now you've got Anakin doing Jedi things. <laughs> yeah. And uh I don't know, man. I that honestly, man, that made that made me enjoy the episode so much more. Just that one mm-hmm. shot just kind of redeemed some of the things that I wasn't quite as crazy about in this episode. Yeah, I get that for sure. So um and then at the end. Yes. Echo. Echo, man. Is indeed alive. Gosh. Yeah. This was so good. Like, it was heartbreaking. And it was... Um, like, I, I, I had a feeling that they were going to find Echo. Um, you know, I didn't think that the, the Bad Batch was right in saying that it was just a trap. And all of that, um, I really, like, I knew that they were going to find Echo. I had no idea what condition they were going to find him in. I didn't know. I was afraid he was going to actually be dead, like that one person said that he was. His mind is ours. Like, I was afraid that he was just going to be, he was just, they're just using his brain. I was Mm -hmm. afraid that was going to be true. Yeah. And I, I will say, though, like, like, how much of him, like, like how healthy can he be from this point, you know? Like and that's not me saying like like put him out of his misery. I'm just saying like we don't know necessarily what his like vitals are. We yeah. don't know like what exactly they've done to him, but man, they've really like turned him mostly into machine it looks like. Um he gosh, he's he was rough and he had like one he had one line, man. It was like this moment between him and Rex where he said something like, like, you came back for me or something like that. And Rex just simply said, like, yeah, like, we, I came back for you or something. And it's just so heartfelt and so almost hard to watch because it's like he's in such a rough state. And Rex put in all this work and was finally like, you know, he finally he found his friend and I don't know, man. This moment gave me a lot of feels. I cried the first time I watched it, and I think mostly because it was hard to watch Echo be in such dire conditions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty tough, man. And again, that, this this just goes into what makes this show so special, is that, you know, I think a lot of us watch this show for the Jedi stuff. We watch it yeah. for the mythology. We watch it for the... Um, for the force stuff. Um, because look, that's the big Mac, right? That's what, yeah. <laughs> as rule of two puts it, that's the big Mac. But what makes this show so special is that it's not just that. Yeah. It is about, it is also these, these are the clone wars and 
these clones are are actual people. Yeah. And and they care for each other too. They care for the ones who are in their who are they really care for the ones who are in their like squads, you know? Yeah. Um Echo and and Rex were in the Domino squad together. Yeah. And right? Right? Yeah. The Domino um, squad. Well, yeah. Sorry. E- no. Not Rex. Not um, Rex. I'm sorry. Echo. Yeah, Echo and Fives and um, Heavy. That's what I was thinking. Fives. Yeah. But anyway, they weren't yeah. in the same squad together, but they did a lot on the battlefield together. And they were brothers. And you just see that the whole episode, you see Rex chasing down Echo and hoping, be like hoping beyond hope that, that his brother is alive and he's acting like a brother would act if, you know, if I thought that you were potentially alive, Ben, yeah, you better believe I would, (laughs) I would, uh, I would, if there was even an inkling of hope that you were still alive, I would, I would not give up. And that's what he's doing because they're brothers. Yeah. And I just think that is such a cool thing about this show that they go that deep with these characters that really, were kind of mindless, almost machine-like characters before. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that also goes into, um, like you know, talking about Rex. This is also kind of his whole thing of showing the impact that Anakin has had on him. Um, Anakin has treated him like an individual. Anakin has treated him, um you know, like a person and that has brought out the best in Rex, but something else that it's brought out in Rex is also kind of those traits that Anakin has of, um, being emotionally driven, being and- emotionally driven and, you know, maybe not always following orders the way he should and stuff. And we kind of see that yeah. in this episode and we see it whenever he's, he, he's taught, he's trying to find, you know, somebody that he deeply cares about. And I think that it's just really powerful to see, um, you know, the, the clone captain that was under Anakin and kind of the way that he acted in the war, um, based off of his leadership. It's just, I don't know. I think that this whole episode did a really good job with all of that. Um, it felt a little, um, maybe a little more disjointed, than last week's episode, but overall, I think this episode accomplished a lot of really great storytelling, um, and it really did a lot for our characters. I agree, man. All right, I guess we're about to that point, dude. Yeah. Uh, shall we do some ratings? Yes. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Do you have yours ready? Yeah, you I do. you want me to go first? Okay, go for it. I'm going to give this one a good 7 out of 10 um, gonk droids being lifted above the head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For all the same reasons I just said. (laughs) Yeah, cool. And I will give it 7 as well. Mm -hmm. 7, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Both um, Wrecker-involved ratings. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's seven because of all the things we've talked about. I think that this episode was super enjoyable. Um, I will say not quite as enjoyable as the Bad Batch. Uh, the Bad Batch I watched four or five times already, and and mm-hmm. you know by the time we even did the review, I had <laughs> watched yeah. it four or five times, and uh, I I it was all I could do to get two times uh, today right. uh, or uh, this week for this, 
Um, and it's because the first time I watched it, it was like, yeah, okay, that was fine. And, yeah. and, it, and it was, it was fine. It was, there was a lot of good. Some didn't work for me, but overall very fun, very enjoyable. Seven out of 10 is a good grade. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, guys, that concludes our spoiler review of the Clone Wars season seven, episode two, a distant, a distant echo, a distant echo. So Ben, would you mind telling everybody where they can find us on the social medias? You can find us. I don't on know why I said it like that. Media's. You can find us on Instagram at Point of View Pod. Um, on Facebook, you can join our discussion group called A Certain Point of View Discussion Group. Um, you know, hop in there, ask questions, talk about your favorite things in Star Wars, get involved. It's really fun. A lot of great people over there. If you want to find a positive community to talk about Star Wars in. Um, you can also email us at povpodcast2 at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to see some theories and stuff that we could read on the show, talk about. Um, it'd be really, really fun. Uh, as well as uh, I've been streaming on Twitch. I'm going to start streaming, I think, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Um, and you can find me there playing Star Wars The Old Republic and other things at twitch.tv slash Cap'n Benji, and that's Cap'n like Cap'n Crunch. Yeah, Cap'n Crunch. Um, <laughs> that's a good cereal right there. That's it a good is. cereal. Crunch um, are really All good. right. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of A Certain Point of View. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, we will have Clone Wars reviews every week while the show is going live, and then we will also have our regular show um, those, the, sorry, the Clone Wars episodes are on Tuesday, and the uh, the regular main show that we do will be on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will still have main shows for those who aren't wanting to be spoiled on Clone Wars stuff yet. Yeah. So, um, Ben, do you have anything else? I think I'm good. All right, guys, we will catch you next week, and may the Force be with you. Always. Always.